Hi, I'm Amber. And I'm Jessie. And this is Glowing in Tech, powered by Coding Black Females. So today we have Renee Louise from Beamery joining us. Hi, guys. Very exciting <laughs> to have you. So could you please give us a little bit of an intro into you and your journey and how you got into being a software engineer? Um, so obviously my name is Renee and um, I studied economics at the University of Leicester. Oh, yes. economics girl. Um, yeah, similar to Amber. And um, I didn't actually always study economics. I actually studied maths and actual science for the first year. And then I switched because it was just like calculus tried to get me and I said, no way. Not so today. I switched. <laughs> um, and then after I finished economics, I wasn't actually sure what I wanted to do. So I decided to go into teaching. Um, I taught at a secondary school, mathematics, and it was an all-boys school but they started to introduce a few girls into year seven and year eight and um you know at the time I absolutely loved teaching well teaching the kids that was the best part of the job but in terms of the actual like work-life balance and like work politics I think for me it just wasn't it wasn't right um so I kind of decided that actually I want to try something else and I'd already done a bit of website design like back in university times on the side I was like designing stuff on Wix nothing coding though um, and then I really enjoyed it actually but I just felt like I wasn't able to make a career out of it yeah. and I thought that it was that career of software engineering is like reserved specifically for like computer science students mm -hmm. but then um, I just thought you know what after the pandemic I said you only get one life I might as well do what is hard so my life can be easier instead of doing what is easy so because my life was a lot harder that way. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and yeah, so I decided to pick up a uh, course on Udemy. It was Cult Steals, the <gasps> introduction you to web development. Too. Did you do that? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I did that. I didn't actually finish it, to be honest with you, because no I think I got does. bored halfway through. <laughs> and I was like, I need a community. I was like, this is just too boring to do by myself. I need a community. So I started looking into different communities. And when I saw Coding Black Females, that's when I said, yeah, I mean, the name says it all. This is where I belong. So I um, joined the community and through there I found out about um, another boot camp, which was called Black Code Her. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Black Code Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And um, yeah, Black Code Her was an amazing introduction to technology and like software development for me. I started that last year, August, I believe. Um, and then I just started applying for jobs even before I even um, started the bootcamp because I thought, why not just give it a go and see what I can get, get yeah. some feedback on the interviews and stuff like that. And um, once I'd done a few of those interviews, um, I got a lot of feedback and a lot of the feedback was why tech, because you don't actually have a background in tech. So I think that made me want to ramp up even more um, my um, like bootcamps and anything that I could do on the side that would basically let them know that this person is genuinely interested in technology. So not only did I do the Black Code Her Bootcamp, I also did like the Code First Girls Nano degree. And I also did Academy all at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wait, wait, <laughs> let's just pause for a second. Yeah, it was a lot. The it was Black a lot. Coder is a full-time nine to five. So that one wasn't a nine to five. It was actually like... Oh my God, it was literally two days a week. I, no, sorry, was it two or two days a week, that one? I think I did that on... You know what? It's, it's like a blur now, but it was yeah. definitely two days a week in the evening. So it was scheduled around your nine to five. And you I wasn't were the working. very first cohort as well. Yes, that was the. I think we were we the first cohort. 
Oh, well, I think we might have been the second okay. one, actually, because okay. there was someone before us, but we were the second one, actually, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember. And, um, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I met so many amazing people. The supporters were fantastic. I had Tanya as my... Uh, oh, Tanya's amazing. Yeah, my instructor. We had Gary and just so many other people who really helped on my journey. Um, but I felt like it just... I just wanted to do more because I felt like I, I kind of was quite shocked that I was getting the feedback of I don't have that experience so I just felt like I had to overcompensate which yeah. is why I applied for so many others and then around the time I got accepted onto the Black Code Her I got accepted onto several other boot camps and I'm the type of person that like if I get accepted onto something I'm gonna as long as I think it's possible I'm gonna do it and finish it as well so yeah I did all of that and halfway through I even got um, my job at Beamery as well which was fantastic that was literally a couple of months into me on the Black Code Herb Boot Camp. Um, and I've been there ever since. It's been, been nearly a year now. Wow, that congratulations. Is and yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. One thing I definitely want to expand on is how did you balance your time? Uh, mm. Like one in between the boot camps, but even within the boot camp, like that, that time of, you know, learning time and then also like implementing the things that you're learning after you're done with like taking the things from the course. Well, that's a really good question. So thankfully, one of the boot camps that I was on was actually my full-time job. It turned out to be my full-time job in the end. Yeah, because, the Beamery, yeah, right? because Beamery put me on a um, on a boot camp. So mm-hmm. that was in partnership with Academy at the time. And so I felt like that was just one thing that I could just kind of focus on. Um, but then again, all of, well, two of the boot camps, so Black Code Her and Academy, so the one that was that I was doing with Beamery, they had very similar content. So it was the Mern stack. Yeah. Yeah. And um, actually, can I, you expand on what the Mern stack is? Yeah, sure. Mern stack is um, basically a stack that is um, a full stack type of thing. Um, and it's Mongo, M stands for Mongo, E is Express, R is React, which is a front um, front end um, library, um, or fr- sorry, framework. <laughs> and then um, N is for Node.js as well. And I'm a front end developer, so I st- really work more with React. Um, so yeah, that's what Mernstack is. You were saying about starting at Beamery and how the the boot camp became your full time job. Yeah. Yes, so the boot camp was my full time job, and yes, um, Black Code Her and Beamery's boot camp both had very similar content. So I found myself learning on Black Code Her and then consolidating it at work and oh, vice versa, so which cool. was amazing. And yeah. even some of the projects I did, um, I would kind of use for both the boot camps at the same time. So it was about working smart rather than hard. <laughs> wow, um, she's efficient. Yeah. <laughs> I'm amazed because honestly and you're yeah. doing the Code First Girls yeah nano degree as well I was so confused I she saw yesterday like the fact that you're at the graduation I'm like yeah. there's no way Renee's at this yeah I graduated but yeah that's amazing <laughs> it happened congratulations I did that. thank you yeah I did that one um, back in autumn of last year and mm. then graduated in January but then they had to postpone the actual official graduation until yesterday so that was super fun mm. um, and yeah I'm really excited to have graduated from there and that had a completely different um, stack it, we were learning more Python and stuff Jay so that was where I struggled to be honest with you yeah. I struggled a lot because I was focusing more on okay, what does my full-time job require? That's TypeScript, JavaScript, Mernstack. So I need to focus on that. And thankfully, Black Code Hair was also helping with that. But Python was like complete switch of context. Mm. So that was quite difficult for me to keep up with. But thankfully, I made some friends on the 
on the cohort of Codeverse girls. And I had one friend in particular, Shekinah, who um, now works at Deloitte, actually. Um, and she graduated from the boot camp and she helped me so much um, oh, during so my amazing. time on the Codeverse girls. So it's so important to have that community, that sense of community. And then also just make some friends because she was really efficient. And sometimes, um, like, if I was stuck on a homework, she would help me or, you know, because... Obviously, my mind was more with JavaScript, so I wasn't as strong with Python at all, um, but I just tried my best. So something that you touched on a moment ago was the pressure as somebody who's never had a tech role before to have enough of a demonstration to show that you're interested in why you're interested in becoming part of a a software engineering team. Um, Do you feel like you... Do you feel like it was necessary for you to have to prove yourself in that way, like now that you're in it, do you think that the pressure was, where do you think that pressure was coming from? Was Mm. it coming from the tech industry or was it coming more from like internalized and Mm. and kind of the way that you were perceiving the roles? I think that is a good question. Um, I definitely feel now that I'm here that it wasn't actually necessary to do all of those boot camps, especially at the same time, I think is important to really narrow things down and focus on just one, um, because I feel like you can get the knowledge that you need from that one. Where I was switching contexts and trying to meet deadlines, I felt like it was almost me working harder rather than smarter. Mm-hmm. I'm happy mm-hmm. I did them all because, I, you know, it's out of the way now. Yeah. Um, but And this, it's going <laughs> to, like, I'm sure it's going to pay dividends in the future. Yeah. Oh, like, I'd I'd it's incredible. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, I'd hope so. Um, but I definitely wouldn't recommend doing that because I feel like I had to completely cut out my social life Mm. Um, I didn't really get a chance I I was actually very very stressed out at the time Um, and you know I feel like I was only able to really exhale this year and start traveling again doing things that I like meeting up with friends you know but for a long time um, while I was doing those boot camps I wasn't able to do anything and I think that was coming from an internal like and, and like it was coming internally the pressure to be honest with you um did that make sense yeah <laughs> absolutely and I don't think it's just internal like you, you're not yeah. getting it from nowhere it's not just yeah. you it's like I find that that opinion is what I see a lot in yeah. on Twitter and in social media but not even just that like you're literally applying for jobs and that's the feedback you're getting yeah like, this yeah, is yeah, why yeah. I was working so hard because really? when I was applying for roles and you're trying to say that like, oh, I don't have a computer science degree. I don't have, you're focused on all the things I don't have. Exactly. Rather than all the things that I do have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And like, if you keep telling me that, oh, we liked you, but you know, you're not technical enough. Obviously, I want this role. And yeah. you're telling me I need to be technical. So I, I'm going to do everything in my power to prove that I am good enough for yeah. this role. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly like, it. You're the one that's instilling doubt in me. And this yeah. is the jobs that I'm <laughs> meant to be applying for. So yeah. it almost feels like when you're in, when you're in it, there's no other option. Yeah, because yeah. if I keep doing the same thing and expecting different results, mm-hmm. then nothing's going to change. Yeah. I know yeah. that's a really important thing to raise because I think my question, Renee, was less to do with like were I, not to invalidate the fact that you did all of those things at once, but more mm-hmm. like now that you're in it, you realize that it it shouldn't have been necessary for you to do those things. Not yeah. that it wasn't, and mm-hmm. not that it wasn't something that you used to your advantage to get your foot in the door. But like once you're in through that door, like you you all of your passion and all of your knowledge didn't require, like, that. it shouldn't have required you to have to demonstrate it in such a way, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because um, at the moment, I'm actually still an associate software engineer, so that's still, like, a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that there's not that much expected from you. I mean, not in a bad way. It's like, you know, you can deliver and over-deliver if you'd like to, but they are very much the expectation is very much on the senior engineers and the people above you to help you um, to acquire that knowledge and to demonstrate, you know, and showcase all your skills. But, 
you're going to be learning constantly. So there's no need for you to like put all that pressure on yourself. So yeah, yeah I yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. agree with the fact that, you know, it shouldn't have been that hard and I, sh- I shouldn't have had to feel that way. But I think I got really lucky with my company, to be honest with you. I feel Beamery is very much a, um, they're very encouraging of like talent that is from diverse backgrounds, um, people who don't have any experience in technology at all because they do provide that support but not a lot of companies do that mm-hmm. so I feel like the mm-hmm. first company I ever applied to was Society General and um yeah they were very much like no you know you don't you're not technical enough basically mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. also had an interview with UBS that was a similar um feedback I got so I think Beamery is a lot more encouraging and you find that a lot at startups um I think they're more um open to exploring different ways of getting people into tech and upskilling because that's part of their own like social good or corporate social responsibility yeah I think that this is this is where our opinions differ really yeah yeah 100% I think that um it's actually easier I think that it's easier if you come from a non-technical background bigger companies I think are more likely to take you on because they've got more resources and they have a higher turnover they've got Mm, more to they can afford to lose yeah, people a lot easier mm. than a than a startup. Okay, I wasn't going there. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't okay. going there. But it was more like the fact that um, there's so many people to help you, and right. in startups it can be a case of all right, right now we're scaling up, so you mm. don't really have time to teach you what Git is right now. Mm-hmm. Do you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, I get that. I you, definitely get yeah, that. Yeah, it's a, it's slower paced, and yeah. it means that they can like really onboard you and like go through things slower. Yeah. But I think it also depends on because startups are so different. That's Big true. Big corps yeah, are that's so true. different. Yeah. And so it kind of depends on the culture. But you were applying in what, 2020? I and started applying uh, to jobs last year. Oh, so 2021? 2021 is when I started applying to jobs because I only start switched. I only decided that I wanted to be a software engineer like December 2020. I remember specifically I said, oh, I see. I'm going to okay. be a software engineer. New year, and then, new vibes. Yeah, that was it. And then <laughs> the next year, that's when I started kind of like... Um, looking for communities and then applying for boot camps. And then I said, you know, what? I'm going to apply for jobs as well and see what happens. I might as well just wing it and see. Um, And it was the best thing I ever did because I think that's how I got Beamery as well. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really cool. And I think as well, um, I remember, Amber, with you applying for roles in the beginning, it was a really good way to research what was actually required Mm -hmm. because it can be so unclear what what you need to have. Um, Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is so ridiculously unclear because it depends on where you're sourcing your information from. Right. Like for me, it was Twitter and seeing those threads, how to land a job <laughs> as front-end engineer. Right. And it was HTML, CSS, JavaScript, React, and then you need to learn all these other things like after that. They didn't actually speak a lot about like testing, mm, interestingly yeah. enough. Yeah, and I do that a lot, don't I, you? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Oh, I God. found out about, <laughs> I, I knew about testing in terms yeah. of like backend because that's what they would always talk about. Right. But no one spoke about Jeff no one spoke about Cyprus no one yeah. spoke about enter and testing right. and so can you imagine my first trial I'm like what what are these what are these things that I didn't <laughs> even know that testing was a front end thing right and did you do a boot camp no that's a good well me and Jesse both did the Sky Games Tech boot camp it was like oh wow twi- evenings, evenings. Twice, the, twice a week in the evenings yeah and nice. then you went straight onto a full time role at a bank and I stayed at my startup exactly. um yeah, and, nice. and started in the engineering team. Yeah. Oh, wow. And did you guys get those roles through the boot camp? No. So the boot camp was actually, um, it was more targeted for us to apply for a job at Sky, like the grad scheme. Right, okay. But that's the whole... That's the whole <laughs> thing. So it was, it was, like, when we accepted the position on the boot camp was just, like, 
pandemic, uh, you know, having its effects on the economy and they had a hiring freeze. So we had to kind of figure out what we wanted to do outside of that. Yeah. Wow. And that's the end of part one of the Glowing in Tech podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We're so excited for you to join us next week where you can hear about our guests' tech topic in 10 and also their controversial take of the tech industry. What's the tech tea? See you next week and be sure to follow us on socials at Glowing in Tech on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. And also, if you're listening on YouTube, be sure to like, comment and subscribe. If you're on Spotify, click on the bell so you can be notified every time we release a new episode. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. And yeah, see you next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.